0: So we turn to our first reading. It's from 1 Thessalonians chapter 3 and verses 7 to 13. 1 Thessalonians chapter 3 verses 7 to 13, page 1197 for anyone with the Church Bibles. Therefore, brothers and sisters, in all our distress and persecution... We were encouraged about you because of your faith. For now we really live since you are standing firm in the Lord. How can we thank God enough for you in return for all the joy we have in the presence of our God because of you? Night and day we pray most earnestly that we may see you again and supply what is lacking in your faith. Now we stand for the reading of the Gospel, which is from Matthew's Gospel this morning, chapter 24, and beginning at verse 42, page 1004. Hear the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to St. Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Who then is the faithful and wise servant whom a master has put in charge of the servants in his household to give them their food at the proper time? It will be good for that servant whose master finds him doing so when he returns. I tell you the truth, he will put him in charge of all his possessions. But suppose a servant is wicked and says to himself, my master is staying away a long time. And then he begins to beat his fellow servants and to eat and drink with drunkards. The master of that servant will come on a day when he does not expect him and at an hour he is not aware of. He will cut him to pieces and assign him a place to the hypocrites where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Lord oh God, we thank you for the freedom we have to meet in your name, to reflect on your word together, and to celebrate with one another your great love. Speak to us now, we pray, by your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. I wonder what sort of things uh, give you a sort of warm, fuzzy glow inside Maybe it's uh, a gift from a loved one. Maybe it's seeing your children or grandchildren or some other relative achieving something. I had a bit of a warm fuzzy glow last week when I saw one of Chris Dobson's photos with my two boys in Uganda, uh, enjoying themselves, relaxed with one another, clearly um, at ease. Maybe it's just something trivial like the England cricket team beating Australia. For me, without a doubt, it's seeing people, especially young people, take steps of faith and of course my split role gives me the opportunities to see and experience that. This summer alone I've been hearing about some of our young people who went to Soul Survivor, others have been to New Wine, some have been to Hazelmere both as young people and as leaders. Um, I've heard from some of the team who've been out to Uganda. And hearing how God has been at work in their lives has been good for the soul. If you bump into any of them over these next few weeks, do ask them about what they've been experiencing and the ways in which God has been at work, because I'm sure you would be greatly encouraged. In that regard, I identify very strongly with the writers of 1 Thessalonians. Having heard of their faith and progress, Paul, Silas and Timothy write... For now we really live since you are standing firm in the Lord. For now we really live since you are standing firm in the Lord. How can we thank God enough for you in return for all the joy we have in the presence of our God because of you? Paul, Silas and Timothy are experiencing real joy and the fullness of life in God in part because of what they see in others, what they see God is doing. That is bringing great encouragement to them and lifting their spirits. Seeing young people work out their faith through service brings me joy. Seeing young people grappling with life's challenges and choosing God's way brings me joy. Seeing barriers come down as the Holy Spirit breaks in brings me joy. We've got a wonderful example on one of the camps this summer where Uh, two lads in the dormitory group barriers up for the first few days they'd come to play sport and catch up with their friends nothing more and then on about day five um, one of them came up to me in the evening and uh, was strangely apologetic he said I'm really sorry we're we're late for the group time I said first of all you're not late but tell me what you've been doing anyway and he said well we went to the meeting and then three of us decided we'd go off and pray together which was a miracle in itself because there have been no signs of any spiritual life whatsoever. And we went away to pray together and then the Holy Spirit sort of touched us and... <laughs> and they said, quick, well, with dorm time, group time's about to start, why don't you come in and share it with everybody else? And they came in and they talked about what God had been doing in those moments and it was very clear that barriers had come down and there was a new, renewed openness to God. And we trust that that will be uh, work that is lasting The maturing of others in faith can inspire us and spur us on. It's life-giving. Really living, in terms of the fullness of life that Jesus talks about in John 10, is not just about us flourishing, but it's also about the flourishing of others. When others are taking steps of faith, we should be greatly encouraged and our spirits lifted. When I see young people growing in faith and stepping out in leadership, it gives me hope for the church, the future of the church in the UK. And it reminds me that Jesus is very much alive. But I'm not here this morning just to speak about young people, because not all of us are. Let's remind ourselves, us of slightly more mature years, that just as young people can inspire us, So we can inspire one another and we can inspire our young people, our teenagers. I wonder what others see when they look at us. I would hope they see faithfulness, following God through the ups and downs of life with consistency, making worship a priority. I hope they would see prayerfulness. I know from talking to some of you at different points, there's a bit of a frustration that you can't physically do as much as you might have once been able to. But prayer is something we can do. I hope they would see generosity generosity towards one another, generosity in supporting the work of God locally and across the world. I hope they would see people who are passionate, passionate about kingdom issues. The things that count in God's eyes. How we live out our faith really does matter. As I read the gospel passage for today, the one about the foolish and wise servants, I was reflecting how easy it is to get complacent and lazy and a bit apathetic and a bit full of ourselves as we wait for the day of the Lord's return just because time is passing and we've been at this Christian faith lark for twenty of years. But living that way is to be like the foolish servant. Now it's couched in pretty extreme terms in the passage, wasn't it? You, it may have jarred slightly when you read or heard of the, the mutilation and the gnashing of teeth. There's a bit of good old Jewish hyperbole in there, but if we do fail to live out our calling as Christ's servants, we don't deserve much better, to be honest. Christchurch is a fantastic, multi-generational church, and each generation has something to offer the others. Over the next few weeks, on uh, Sundays and on Thursdays, we'll be reflecting together on what church, and specifically Christchurch, is meant to be in this time and in this place. I'm sure within that, there'll be a challenge for us to keep watch over the life of our church. A challenge to keep watch over our own lives. So that we might not just keep in right relationship with our Heavenly Father, but also be people who inspire others around us. Not because we're anything special, but because God's Spirit is alive and working in us. And wouldn't it be great if, because of our own witness, others were encouraged and built up, and as a result, caused to go deeper and further in their own faith? Let's make that our prayer. Amen. And so, let's affirm our.